Hello, and welcome to Storytime with Tom and Mike. I'm Tom. That must make me Mike. And hey, we are on Twitter now with separate brand new accounts specifically for the, the uh, podcast. I'm uh, Storytime Tom one at Twitter. And I am uh, Storytime, or Sto- yeah, Storytime Mike one. And it's funny because I don't know if you like looked up, uh, like if you just go into Twitter and search like Storytime Tom, it's funny because there's all these like, sto- there's like a story that was on there about some little girl who won an award and, and like the name Storytime Tom or something like that came up with it. And it was just, <laughs> it was, it was like a, a, like a weird conglomeration of stories and shit that I was just like, what the fuck is this <laughs> yeah well there are no end to people who call themselves story time with something or in something or someone in another apparently you know? and it seems so, like it wouldn't be that common you know well i mean it is story time that's pretty common i would think i don't know eh. i i just i thought about it once before and i was like i can't really come up with a uh a uh, like a time that I would have been like I think story time seems like the appropriate title to use here, unless yeah. it was something like this, you know. Yeah. Well, speaking of story time, uh, so uh, the other day my wife walks into my office with this look on her face. I'm like, oh god, what's this about? Here, uh, my cats, uh, Sammy and Simon had discovered a mouse in the house. And Ooh, a mouse Simon, it rhymes. Yeah, Sa- Sammy smacked it around a bunch. He just wanted to play with it, but Simon wasn't having any of that. He bit down on its head and crunched and then was carrying it around tightly in his jaws and growling at us when we tried to get him to let go of it. Like, you know how when, when you're trying to pill a cat, you put a little pressure on the edge of their jaws to make them pop their jaw open? Yeah. And then they, t- they take the pill. I was trying to do that, but his jaw was locked shut like a fucking bear trap. And I ended up, uh, we ended up just like tricking him with lunch meat. <laughs> and <laughs> it was like, oh, look, look, buddy, lunch meat, that's yummy. And he's like, well, okay. And he jumps to it and Jennifer grabs the fucking mouse. And it's There's literally There's no crunchy dead. bits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the, the mouse is quite dead. And I'm just, like, reminded that, you know, what I have invited into my home is, in fact, a cold-blooded killer. Oh, yes. And I never doubted that, but to see it in action is quite impressive. And a <laughs> it comes disturbing. from a long, proud line of mousers, I can tell you that much. Yeah. Well, uh, he's earned his... He's definitely earned that title in our household. Good boy. So, yeah. He's... He's he's a he's a wild little cat, man. He is a he was a demon with that thing. He was not letting it go. <laughs> and he has discovered the vents under the house. I don't know if he's going down into them, but he flipped one of the lids up the other day, and I think that might be how the mouse got in. So no, I think I mean, that the mouse a... would have had to have gotten into your heating duct if it was going to get uh, up yeah. in that way. So yeah, it's, I mean it's possible. I guess there could be a little hole somewhere they can squeeze through a pretty narrow aperture from my understanding even a fat mouse like this one this mouse was just he was living the high life like squeezing into a butthole (laughs) (laughs) i don't don't know where that came from (laughs) i don't know but it's a little disturbing well you know 
I uh, I thought this was interesting for me today. Um, uh, I was sitting at the table eating dinner, and my son uttered this exact phrase. That's a story for another time. Really? Just very naturally, it just came off, and he has never listened to this podcast, so he has no idea that I ever say that. I just thought wow. that that was that was kind of interesting, like just strange. I was like, it's it's definitely some kind of weird osmosis between the two of us. Yeah, the, yeah. the stuff that I say rubs off on him, even if he's never heard me say it. <laughs> yeah. That was my dad's explanation for why I had a psychic vision about our swimming pool when I was a kid. I mm. woke up one morning. I had this dream that there was a pool in my backyard, and it was in exactly the spot where we put the pool. And uh, it was like, and I remember there being a bunch of neighborhood kids over at the house who didn't particularly have anything to do with me any other time, but because I had a pool, suddenly they were my friends. Oh, yeah. And in the dream, I could tell that it was, it was like having a trampoline, you know. A trampopoline. Trampopoline. Um, yeah, so, you know, I had this dream, and I remember in the dream even thinking, like, oh, this is like a Pyrrhic kind of victory. Like, all these friends, people want to be my friends, but. They don't care about me at all. They just want the swimming pool. And I woke up and my we you know eating breakfast and my parents announced to my sister and I that they decide they're getting a swimming pool. And I'm like, well, I dreamed about this. And I like, my dad's like, oh, you must have overheard us somehow, and and, and it slipped into your subconscious. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Dad, I had a psychic vision. I mean, clearly, <laughs> too many fucking <laughs> details here. My mom believed me, of course, but you know, well, yeah. My dad, my dad always tries to reduce everything down to something you know explainable. Easily explainable. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if that means discounting things that took place. He may well do that. <laughs> so, That's the way it goes, man. Yeah, a lot of people are like that. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, it, it makes people more comfortable to sometimes to think that, um, you know, other other worldly powers don't can't exist, can't possibly exist. Well, because that t- I think that adds to the world a, a, a kind of an uncanny nature that a lot of people aren't comfortable with. And you know. I certainly wasn't boxing your father in or psychoanalyzing him when I said that. I'm just, no. yeah, I was just saying, yeah. No, no, I didn't take it that way at all. I'll sit and psychoanalyze my dad, but probably not on the show. <laughs> I think I think if he even knew that I invoked his name on the show, he'd be like, now, Tom, you can't be talking about other people on the sh- your show like that. So, you know. <laughs> I haven't yeah. signed a release. Yeah, I, I don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you hit the power button on that uh, computer of yours and begin recording, uh, I cease to exist in this uh, in this mortal plane. Yes, yes. I do I not actually, come back until you're done. It's actually extremely uncomfortable for your mother. Right? It's like, where does your father go every Friday night at 9.30? He just dissipates for a short period of time, and I don't know why. He's not down in the basement smoking, I'll tell you that. Yeah, he better not be. At his age, man, that's not good news, man. I, no. I I need to quit smoking. I have been smoking now for a while, and like maybe like a month and a half. And I tell myself it's because of stress or that this and that. But the reality of it is, I'm bored. I'm just. You want to be like the cool bored. kids, man. I know what it is. 
Yeah, sure. The cool yeah, kids with their bro. With, you are stuck in your house, like yeah, like most of the rest of us you know, that are being responsible. No, I'm not stuck in my house 24 hours a day, like I'm fucking, you know, like I got the measles or something like that. Right. But there is no entertainment outside of my home. Right. You know, right. you you don't go to the movies. You can't go to a club. You can't listen to to live music. You can't go to a comedy show. You, you've pretty much this is it. You know, this is it right well, here. <laughs> add to that the fact that I am on the cusp of buying a new computer. I have a few bills I have to pay mm-hmm. um, first, but I've saved up enough money now where I should be ready to buy a computer here soon. And uh, the computer I have now, the, the CPU or the the graphics card or both are just... The whole computer is kind of at the end of its life. And I can't play good games on it, so I'm playing like really dumb games that sort of like casual games just mm-hmm. to pass the time but I've got the outer worlds on my computer I just can't play it I've been wanting to play that fucker for six months yeah oh I was just that was the game I was trying to think of today when I was uh, my son was telling me that uh, he decided even though uh, everybody said not to do it he decided to play uh, Fallout 76 yeah how did he and like I it was, I was he actually likes it uh, I don't think that I would have the patience to uh, to put up with the nonsense uh, that that he has described to me from the game, but he seems to enjoy it. I I, I like my I like my Fallout uh, experience to be what it has always been. I'm one Isolated. of those people. Yes, Isolated. But the yeah. Outer Worlds was the one that I was tr- I was trying to think of to say something to him about it, and I couldn't remember it. That's the one that looks similar to it, right? It looks a little bit like Borderlands and a little bit like Fallout. Yeah. 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 And it, it has sort of an old westerny vibe to it from what I got from it. I played the first like five minutes and it started lagging so bad like I couldn't I couldn't immerse myself in it. And I was like, well fuck it, I'm buying a new computer soon anyway and I uninstalled it and then and then things started getting worse and I couldn't even play simple games on this computer. Like yeah, I was not- trying to play the Sims and not even that was working. Not having a console uh, sucks when it comes to that kind of stuff. <laughs> you said you said not being able to run The Sims. You made me think. Uh, my, I had an old desktop. Oh God, so long ago, and I tried playing Doom on it. Doom. And it was yes, it was. The original and this was Doom. Ages ago, yeah. Dude, it ate up the fucking like the processing speed basically ground to uh, the equivalent of snails. <laughs> like I would try to turn or walk down a hallway or something like that, and it was lagging so bad that like I'd sit there and a full five minutes would pass before it would. I'd be like, okay, it's gonna start moving again, and then it would stop again, and I was just like, uh, forget it. I can't. I can't do this. That's untenable. Un- <laughs> yeah, that's horrible. You just made me think of those good old days. Back in the day when you'd be trying to sneak in some porn when everybody uh, was out of the house and it was all that shit. Like they show it on the movies and stuff where the picture starts at the top and it's and it's like forming coming down the screen and all of a sudden it gets like halfway down and then it stops and then it'll start up again a little bit. <laughs> and you'll be like, oh, that's not the picture I wanted to click on. Or, you know, something to, <laughs> something to that yeah. effect. And you'll be it, like, oh, God, what was that? Now, now I'm too impatient to scroll through galleries. It's it's mm. really become it's gone full circle. Like it used to be, I had the attention to sit and wait for that for a full twenty minutes, where now is that I have so much access and it's like, eh, whatever. 
I don't I don't find myself looking at pictures too frequently anymore. Everything for me has been uh, you know, as movies nowadays. I'm like I need I need a little bit of uh, you know, realistic reaction here and not just a picture anymore. I'm at the point now where I'm just bored with porn. <laughs> I'm just bored of it. Yeah. It's it's the same old shit. It's the same old fucking scene over and over again. Uh, it's the same fucking girl year after year after year. It doesn't matter. That's uh, why what I like to go back like. to the vintage stuff because yeah. then you know you you find some. But if you find something new that is new and isn't you know old hat stuff, it's like um, everything gets renewed again. Yeah, <laughs> you're like yeah. yes. Yeah, you when you discover a new vessel or a new, not vessel, but a new like modality for it. Like um, a few years ago, I discovered a, a, a. I I think I even told you about this, and you said it was a little too uh, demanding for you. But it was a a series called Cock Hero. Yes. And it was basically. Um, <clears throat> Porn set to music with beat meters so that you had to masturbate to the beat of the thing. And it's just, it's fun. For And masturbation should be fun. Yeah, it should absolutely be fun. That's like, for me, though, that felt like too much like work. <laughs> I was like, somebody's expecting me to do this. Like, I just, uh, when you start putting too many demands on me, I'm like, I, I can't do, I can't do this anymore. This is not fun anymore. You know, so I just, I, I dig mine like, uh, you know, free form. <laughs> well, see, I find nowadays I just can't finish without the, an EDM beat. <laughs> 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 That's uh yeah that oh man right there you just got my you got my shotskis rolling around a little bit there your balls started rolling oh yeah because I mean just to the beat there you know like they're mm-hmm. uh, they were they were tranced by it they were thrumming wildly in in response to my mm. oral pleasuring yeah you better believe it so uh i'm I'm gonna get off that subject completely now um uh and 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 tell a story if i may actually it's it's a series it's a series of of short stories here that are that are rather humorous Uh, i think everybody experiences um their own a version of uh, of delivery issues, especially around the holidays, and quite possibly even to this point still, because there's a lot of things that were back ordered and uh, people were, uh, you know, having them delivered uh, later. And I had, I don't think I told the story about. I had bought my father's uh, Christmas present. Uh, I I bought him. He's always wanted a banjo. And um, I found one that was that was reasonably priced, a nice uh, beginner's banjo, and I had it shipped. And uh, I bought it from a company in New Jersey. Now, I need you to, and everybody listening, to understand that I ordered this with my name and uh, my address, etc., and uh, I used my own card. Um, there was literally nobody else's information whatsoever involved in this. And I believe that it got shipped out uh, UPS or FedEx. I don't know which one. I don't remember now, to be honest with you. And it's not really germane to the point of the story here. But um, they were having some kind of an issue with it. And they contacted my son. 
Huh. How did they get my son's email when my email was the one attached to it, my name attached to it? They contacted him regarding the package, and and they delivered it to my neighbor. <laughs> I was expecting to open this thing up and find, I don't know, the fucking leg lamp from a Christmas story or something instead of what I was supposed to get. <laughs> this is like the strangest, like, how did, how did all of this, you know, fall into place? I don't, I don't understand. My name's on it, my address, all the information is mine, email address is mine, everything else. And they contact my son, whose email address is nowhere even close to mine. Yeah. It's not like, you know, oh, well, it's the same, you know, beginning, and then we have different digits or something. It's not even close, you That's know? That's really fucking weird, man. And yeah, they contacted him, and then they they delivered the package to my neighbor. Now, I will say that, like, uh, my myself and the two closest neighbors, one is basically kind of diagonal across the street and almost between us, like it's a triangle, you know? And my other neighbor is just up from me on the same side of the street. And uh, our mailboxes, my mailbox is further down, but theirs are right next to each other. And I find a lot of times that uh, between UP, uh, between USPS, uh, UPS and FedEx and stuff, that they're just absolutely fucking lazy. And if my neighbor that that lives on the same property as me, just above me there, if they get my mail, they'll they'll bring it down to me. If I get their mail, I'll take it up to them. The people across the street, I don't I don't know them very well, like or at all, to be honest. I mean, I think I've maybe talked to them twice. The husband came over one time because their uh, one of their kids was flying a drone, and he's like, I think it might have come over to your house. Well, let me tell you that when he showed up, it was hot as balls. And I walked out to the door, like, just in, like, a pair of, like, little shorts and, like, flip-flops and no shirt on. The guy's never talked to me since then. <laughs> he, he literally was like, I don't know what the fuck I just walked into here, but that drone ain't even worth it. I'm leaving. <laughs> so they wow. they don't generally, yeah, they don't generally talk to, to anybody from what I gathered. But my neighbor up above me, you know, we're friendly with each other and everything. So uh, it, the, 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 the postal service or, or delivery services just take advantage of that and we'll just do whatever the fuck they want. Like, they left a banjo and, and you know, stringed instruments are typically very susceptible to humidity and, yeah. and everything else. And basically left it in their driveway. Thankfully... It wasn't snowing, and they came or raining, and they came home and found it, and then took it up to the porch and had it up there, and then uh, I believe that my significant other went up there and picked it up for me, if I'm not mistaken. It was just such a strange chain of events that, like, how how did they end up contacting my son? It just I, it defies logic to me. Yeah, that's really I weird. I do not understand how that how that would happen. And then there's an, a, just another quick – this one actually is a quick story. So my significant other ordered um, just an obscene amount of, uh, of like, red Solo cups. Not actual Solo cups, but you know, like, you know what I'm talking about when I say that. Yeah, the plastic It's like an cups. off-brand one. Yeah, because we drink out of them a lot because – uh, well, I, I guess we're really um, terrible people, and uh, don't worry about the shit going into the landfill or something, but I save water, so, you know, whatever. And um, so she ordered a bunch of them and uh, from Amazon, and uh, had seen them somewhere out when she was out cheaper, and was like, well, okay, I'm going to buy them here, because it was like, I don't know, $2 cheaper or something like that. So she calls Amazon, 
and is like, I need to cancel this order. And Amagodon goes, well, you can't cancel the order because it's already it's ready to be shipped out. Not it's already been shipped out. It's ready to be shipped out. So they had it essentially packaged and refused to not send it and then ended up sending it two day overnight or two day air to get it to us for fucking hmm. plastic cups. Wow. What the hell happened? What what exactly happened in this transaction that it just twisted everything around? I mean, first off, uh, I would think that if I called to cancel the order and it hadn't left yet, they could just go, oh, okay, and just stop it. But then they're like, not only are you going to take these fucking cups, we're going to send them to you faster. Yeah. I was yeah. like, I think that whenever we order something from Amazon from now on, I'm going to call and cancel it like a day or two later and see if I can get them to ship it to me like overnight. Yeah, right. <laughs> and just be like, hey, we're going to send it to you right now. Somebody be there within 15 minutes. You I'm, know. An Amazon, oh, I'm an Amazon Prime member, and the amount of stuff I buy uh, you know, varies from month to month, but it pretty much makes it worthwhile to have Prime. Yeah, we are too, um, yeah. Yeah, and at Prime, it's ridiculous. Their little vans pull up every fucking day, sometimes five times a day in my neighborhood. They're mm-hmm. constantly dropping stuff off. Um, I live in a, in a relatively rural area. You know, you know. I'm mean, so do you, but you yeah. know, we we both live in relatively rural areas. And if a day goes by that I don't see an Amazon van driving down my road, I would have to seriously check and make sure that everything was okay in the universe. As best did, I could. <laughs> did I, I don't know if I talked about this on the show, but recently, um, some so Amazon and several other major uh, shipping uh, companies like that uh, in their logistics teams now have um, these robots, these mm-hmm. autonomous delivery units that run around crowded neighborhoods, like ones that have a lot of repeat business and uh, just deliver packages door to door. And uh, we had to rush some state legislature, I guess. And they were just in a rush to get it passed. So they just classified these things as fucking pedestrians. (laughs) (laughs) Oops. Oops. Yeah, that's not going to throw the data that that gets collected by PennDOT off at all. That's, yeah, that won't be a problem at all for anybody. Listeners of Storytime with Tom and Mike, I am Dr. Alistair Curmudgeonly, Professor of English Literature at Cambridge um, University. Um, uh, um, excuse, excuse me, um, what is what, it? What, 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 what did you say your name was again? I, 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 I can't, I can't pronounce the last one. Um, Cur- it's. It's really what what it is that is that a real word? Um, it, it doesn't it doesn't sound like one. It's my last name, Kamajinli. Mm. Mm. Okay, I'm I'm sorry. I good. Good. In the future, if you wish to ask questions, raise your hand first. Uh. Okay. All right. Mm. All right. Mm. Now, it has come to my attention that this particular podcast is very lowbrow and does not have the adequate amount of art and entertainment that are suitable 
to my students. Therefore, I will be enriching everyone today with a reading of Edgar Allan Poe's um, uh, you The Raven. Said, um, uh, in, in, enriching? Uh, are you... Are you gonna give me um? Are you gonna give me like um some some bus fare or um or some 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 money make make me rich or something um? Is, is that be, is that is that how that works? I would be enriching your mind. But uh, I I don't I don't I don't need money in my mind. I, I need I need money in my pocket. That is not my problem, young man. But you just. You just said you were gonna enrich, enrich me. Well, I will be enriching your life by introducing you to new and amazing forms of art. So, if 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 I do some art, could I, will, will, will I get rich? Yes. Uh, okay. The, the answer okay. is yes. Get, uh, uh, proceed. Once upon a midnight dreary, while I pondered weak and weary, over many a quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore, while I nodded, nearly napping, suddenly there came a tapping, as of someone gently rapping, rapping at my chamber door. Do, do, you, do, you, do you mean do you mean rapping like uh like 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 Snoop like Snoop or or, or Doctor Dre? Most certainly not. It's uh, that is what what else, what else does rapping mean? Rapping on the door with your knuckles, knock knock knock. You mean on a wooden like, door, like wooden like, like your head? Like, like 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 tapping out a beat on the door? No. And then just... being all like <laughs> or something something like 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 that maybe? No, nothing like that at all. Ooh. Okay. "'Tis some visitor,' I muttered, tapping at my chamber door. "'Only this and nothing more.' "'Ah, distinctly I remember it was in the bleak December, "'and each separate dying ember wrought its ghost upon the floor. "'Eagerly I wished the morrow. "'Vainly I had sought to borrow from my books.' "'Did you say something books. about a ghost?' "'Yes. No? Oh, yes. Oh, 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 you did? Okay. "'Cool, I like, I like, I like ghost stories.' Well then, you should shut up and listen, because I am uh, telling one. Uh, that's uh, 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 that's okay, okay, okay. Eagerly I wished the morrow, vainly I had sought to borrow from the books of surcease of sorrow, sorrow for the lost Lenore, for the rare and radiant maiden who the angels named Lenore, nameless here forevermore. I've never heard of an angel named Lenore. She is nameless. Oh, I thought you said her name was Lenore. She is nameless here forevermore. Oh, it, uh, okay, Lenore rhymes with more. I just, I thought that's what you said. May I continue? And the silken, sad, uncertain rustling of each purple curtain thrilled me, filled me with fantastic (laughs) terrors never felt before. (laughs) It sounds like a vagina. (laughs) So that now, to still the beating of my heart, I stood repeating, "'Tis some visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door. Some late visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door. This it is, and nothing more.'" 
Presently, it sounds my, very homoerotic, like your chamber door is your butthole or something with, with purple curtains. <laughs> Sorry. Presently, my soul grew stronger, hesitating then no longer. Sir, said I, or oh, madam, truly your forgiveness I implore. But the fact is I was napping, and so gently you came rapping, and so faintly you came tapping, tapping at my chamber door, that I scarce was sure that I heard you. Here I opened wide the door. Darkness there and nothing more. Mm, spooky. Deep into that darkness, peering, long I stood there wondering, fearing, doubting, dreaming dreams no mortal ever dreamed, dared to dream before. But the silence was unbroken, and the stillness gave no token. Can I ask a token. question? No. Uh, uh, how would you How would you know if anybody ever dreamed that before, unless they wrote wrote it down or or, or told somebody? That's they would pretty, not. That's a pretty bold assessment, and and, would, qu- and quite a leap. Don't 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 you think? I did not write this poem. Oh, who who did? Edgar Allan Poe. Who, who's who's that? Do, do you know? The, is he a friend of yours? He died in the 1800s. He is one of the most acclaimed poets and authors of his time. His work has shaped the entire history of literature since, in oh. the English domain. Ooh. Okay. okay I'm, I, it does not I'm, surprise I'm, me that an ignoramus such as you does not know this. Ignoramus. I thought that I was. Um, I can't remember where I'm. Never mind. Go, go, I'm, go. I'm sorry, sorry. Deep into that darkness. Caucasian. That's what I meant to say. I thought I was Caucasian, not an ignoramus. <laughs> I'm sorry. Deep into that darkness, peering long, I stood there, wondering, fearing, doubting, dreaming dreams that no mortal ever dared to dream before. <laughs> But the silence was unbroken, and the stillness gave no token, and the only word there spoken was the whispered word, Lenore. This I whispered, and an echo murmured back the word, Lenore. Merely they said nothing more. I thought I heard Lenore. You told me that she is nameless, but then you keep saying a name. Just shut up and listen. Back into I'm the trying. chamber. Sorry. Back into the chamber turning, all my soul within me burning. Soon again I heard a tapping, somewhat louder than before. Surely, said I, surely that is something at my window lattice. Let us see then where my where they're at is. Did you say surely? Like like another chick's name? And you, I, all these ladies, it's hard to keep track. S-U-R-E-L-Y, surely, as in I didn't, certainly. I didn't ask how she spells it, man. People spell names different, but you said surely, like, like where's Laverne? It's not a name, it is the word used to describe certainly, it's like, surely, it's like, certainly. It's like Lenore and Shirley, is that, was that, was she her roommate before Laverne came to town? Is that, is that how that worked? No. Ooh. Please save your questions until the end. How am I going to know when you get to the end? I will tell you. Are you going to be like the, goon? Are you going to be like the end? Yes. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll try to hold on. You, you do that. Back into the chamber turning, all my soul within me burning. Soon again I heard a tapping, somewhat louder than before. Surely, said I, 
Surely that is something at my window <laughs> lattice. Let me see then what thereat is and this mystery explore. Let my heart be still a moment in this mystery explore. Tis the wind and nothing more. Open here I flung the shutter, wind with many a flirt and flutter. In I'm raising state. my hand. How come you're not? An- you told me to do that and now you don't. You're not even looking at me. Because you've been exceptionally disruptive for this entire class, and I am trying I to get to, through a short I have to bone. go to the bathroom. Where's the... Can I go to the bathroom? Yes, please go to the bathroom. Right here, or should I go to where no. the toilet's at? Go to where the toilet is at, you nimble. Where, 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 I, I, how, where, where is that? Out the door, down the hall, three doorways to the right. Okay. Thanks. Uh, never mind, man. I don't. I don't have to go now. I'm. I'm good. Thank. Thank you. It was just a. It was just a fart. That's all. <sighs> Nothing more. <laughs> Surely heard me. Open here. I flung the shutter. When with many a flirt and flutter, in there stepped a stately raven of the saintly days of yore. That the least obeisance made me, not a minute stopped or stayed me, but with mine of lord or lady perched upon my chamber door, perched upon the pallid bust of palace just above my chamber door, <laughs> perched and sat and nothing more. Then this ebony bird beguiling my sad fancy into smiling, by the grave of stern decorum of the countenance it wore. Though thy crest be shorn and shaven, though I said, not shorn or craven. Man, I was wondering too if there was chicks in this. He keeps telling me there's not, but he keeps saying ladies' names. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> uh, uh, hey, what, what, what? How come shut, you stop? Why did you stop? Up. Because you're talking. I wasn't talking to you. It doesn't um, matter. You're I being was, a disruptive ass. Um, I was, I was, um, I was talking to this other guy next to me here. What, what's your name, bro? Oh, he said, he, he said, be quiet. I don't yes, think that's his name. Yes, you should listen to him. I don't think that's his name, though. I am going to throw my shoes at you. That's, that's not cool. Then this ebony bird beguiling my sad fancy into smiling by the stern and stern, by the grave and, by the grave and stern decorum of the countenance it wore. Though thy crest be shorn and shaven, thou, said I, art sure no craven, ghastly grim and ancient raven wandering from oh, the nightly God. shore. Tell me that what thy lordly name is on the me. ninth platoonian shore. Quoth the raven, oh. nevermore. Is, how much more is there, man? I think I'm crowning over here. Then go. I don't want to the miss ra- the end. I'm so excited now. I'm into this. We're not even halfway through. Oh. <clears throat> oh go ahead, please. Oh, man. Shut up in your suffering. Suffer quietly. I'm trying, dude. I can't help it. You can fart all you want, but stop talking. Okay. Much I marveled this ungainly foul. Jesus. (laughs) Get out of my classroom. I do. You said I could fart all I wanted if I didn't talk. Well, now it's become louder than your voice. (sighs) You need to make up your mind, dude. 
Get out. Get out! Fuck. Okay. Man, just, I'm just, okay, I'm trying to learn, and it's not my fault, man. That, that convenience store sushi really ripped me up. It was warm. Is sushi <laughs> supposed to be warm? No. Oh. Oh. Oh, God. I think I just soiled myself. I gotta go. You oh. go. Please, oh. please go. I will skip. <laughs> I will skip to the best part. Be that word a sign of parting, bird or fiend, I shrieked up starting. Get thee back into the tempest of the ninth Plutonian shore. Leave no plo- black plume as a token of thy lie thy soul has spoken. Leave my loneliness unbroken with the bust above my door. Take thy beak from out thy heart and take thy form from off my door. I just wanted to let you know that I decided to stand here and listen because um, I already kind of crapped my pants and the urge went away now. So I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to the end of this. Shut up. Okay. Shut up. You're you're, you're kind of rude. Shut, shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Man, take a chew. Quote the Raven. Nevermore. And the raven, never flitting, still is sitting, still is sitting on the pallid bust of Pallas just above my chamber door. And his eyes have all the seeming of a demon that is dreaming. And the lamplight over over him streaming throws his shadow on the floor. And my soul from out that shadow that lies floating on the floor shall be lifted nevermore. And that was the uh, abridged version Oh man! Of the Who'd Raven. Who did you say wrote that again? Edgar Allan Poe. Well, your name was what, Mister Frosttown Cream Corn? I I, I can't Curmudgeonly. remember. Curmudgeonly. Oh, yeah. Crumbly cookies. Got it. I make Get sure that I my... I tell everybody how awesome you are at reading stuff that you didn't write. You expert. Get... Get out of my classroom now. I uh, introduced you to the works of Chuck Tingle earlier this week, and you latched onto that stuff like a super fan immediately. I, I did, but I mean, it's. It is art worthy of such devotion. From a fan base, it's it's fucking amazing. I had no idea that this existed before this week. Yeah, well, so I, I guess maybe some of our listeners aren't going to know who Chuck Tingle is. So let's describe him as he is described in uh, uh, Wikipedia. Chuck Tingle is a pseudonymous author, primarily of gay niche erotica. He self-publishes his work through Amazon, primarily as e-books, but also as paperbacks and audiobooks, mm. narrated by Sam Rand. Chuck Tingle began his career by writing dinosaur erotica and expanded the stories on <laughs> topics such as uniforms, Bigfoot, and even concepts and inanimate objects. <laughs> some of the dinosaur, some of the dinosaur uh, fucking covers for his stuff are ridiculous. I just. <laughs> Everything that I discover of his is uh, as another treat. I have I have yet to be disappointed. 
Yeah, he, he's amazing. Personal life. Little has been confirmed about Tingle's identity beyond the fact that the name Chuck Tingle is a pseudonym. He claims to have been born in Home of Truth, Utah, a small, isolated Utah ghost town established in 1933 as a religious commune and abandoned in 1977. He has described himself as bisexual. Tangle presents himself as a Taekwondo grandmaster from Billings, Montana, who required a PhD in holistic massage, holistic massage at DeVry University, which does not offer such a degree. In 2016, a person presented as Tangle's son John and identified him by a statement in Twingle's Twitter account, stated in a Reddit Ask Me Anything session that Tingle is an autistic savant, but also suffers from schizophrenia. John stated that he edits his father's work for publication and provides day-to-day care for him. Tingle confirmed his autism in a Facebook post. Which, uh, to me, makes his work just that much more awesome. Yeah, really. But, I mean, let's let's look at some of the many, many, many stories that he has written. Uh, yeah, like, the, the sheer volume of, of his works is, uh, is amazing. And all of them are, sh- I mean, many of them are short stories. Yeah. To be fair. But, I mean, even writing a short story is, uh, I mean, you know, to write that many. I mean, this guy releases, let's just take a look. In, in 2015, he released a story on January 9th, 11th, 19th, 25th, 28th, February 2nd, February 8th, February 10th, 16th, 27th, March 3rd. 7th, 16th, it goes on and on and on and on, and it never, ever stops. It's just a consistently, and it gets longer. In 2020 alone, he must have written about 45 or 50, easily. With names well, I would like, say, you know, the rate that you were talking of there, yeah, I mean, it's easily probably 60 to 100 uh, of his stories. And, I mean, I, I wrote that that... Uh, short cling wrap story and I couldn't imagine turning something out longer than that every other day. And a short <laughs> story counts up to like 25 or 30 pages. Yeah. Single, I mean single spaced. No, 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 I'm sorry. Yeah, single spaced. Mm-hmm. So that's that's quite a bit. And I mean the guy is clearly got a gift for Titles, because let's let's just take or concepts and premises. I don't know, maybe both. Um, let's see here. Our special tonight is a salt trusted shepherd's pie deconstruction served over sn- slow roasted turnips with a green uh, olive aioli and a side of your butthole. <laughs> <laughs> Pounded in the butt by this hanger. Oh my god, I'm never drinking again except for maybe on Rick's birthday and then on that trip this weekend, but other than that, probably never drinking again ever. (laughs) (laughs) I think we've all had a moment like that. For sure. That last missing piece of the jigsaw puzzle I've been working for all week is handsome and he'll pound me in the butt once I find him. A trans buckaroo tale. (laughs) The sentient bread I just baked is a lesbian and she eats my ass. Bisexual arcade machines work my slot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, that's my favorite one! That's my favorite one. (laughs) They work my slot. 
Speaking of Edgar <laughs> Allan Poe, uh, the telltale butt. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that feels right. Pounded in the butt by the physical manifestation of Chuck Tingle's science fiction and comic book convention appearance. <laughs> Pounded in the butt by the sun after declining to use sunscreen. My favorite thing is that he doesn't just get pounded in the butt by actual things that, that you know, are, are it could be physical manifestations. He gets pounded in the butt by appearances and ideas. Concepts. <laughs> and yes, concepts. Yep. Uh, you know, he is just, he is open to, to a pounding from literally anything conceivable. Have you ever heard of Jonathan Lee Riches? No. Oh, my God. So this guy is the most litigious man in America, uh, possibly in the world. Let's see here. Jonathan Lee Riches was a for- is a former federal prison inmate 40948-018, for those who need to know. Yeah, Known that was many- <laughs> part yeah. information. Known for the many lawsuits he has filed in various United States district courts. Riches was incarcerated at Federal Medical Center, Lexington, Kentucky, for wire fraud under terms of a plea bargain. His release date was April 30th, 2012. He was arrested for violating his federal probation in December 2012 when he left the eastern state of Pennsylvania without permit the eastern district of the state of Pennsylvania without permission. He allegedly drove to Connecticut and impersonated his the uncle of Adam Lanza, the shooter of the Sandy Hook Elementary School incident. Oh, lovely. Yeah. This guy though uh, let's just see if we can find the part here. Since January of 8th of 20, oh, 2006, he has filed over 2,600 lawsuits in federal courts across the country, some of which have been conceived, have received considerable press attention. Among the more famous defendants of the lawsuits are the New England Patriots coach Bill Belichick, <laughs> former President of the United States George W. Bush, former Attorney General of the United States Janet Reno, Martha Stewart, NASCAR driver Jeff Gordon, former Atlanta Falcons quarterback Michael Vick, entrepreneur Steve Jobs, celebrity blogger Perez Helton, Somali Pirates, and the pop star Britney, Britney Spears. He also <laughs> sued the late Bernard... Benazar Budo Perez Musharraf and the Immigration and Naturalization Service on November 7th of 2007 to prevent him from being deported to Pakistan and tortured upon his release from prison in March of 2012. There's no evidence beyond this lawsuit of any attempt to <laughs> deport riches. <laughs> on April 9th, 2008, um, he filed a temporary restraining order in a U.S. court against Grand Theft Auto publisher Take-Two developer uh, Rockstar Games, claiming that they put me in prison. He stated defendants, <laughs> comp- stated defendants contribute to plaintiff committing identity theft. Uh, defendants show games. Dr- sh- defendants games show drugs, sex, and violence, which offends me. Defendants put me in prison. I face eminent danger from violent inmates who play Grand Theft Auto and who will knock me out and take my gold Jesus cross. <laughs> sure. That seems, that seems like a uh, legitimate complaint. Rich has attempted to intervene as a plaintiff in the Madoff investi- investment scandal, claiming that he met Bernard Manoff on eHarmony and taught him identity theft skills. <laughs> 
In May of 2009, Richards filed for an injunction against the Guinness Book of World Records seeking to stop them from listing him as the most litigious individual in history. Guinness spokeswoman Sarah Wilcox told the Huffington Post there was no such listing and no plan to create one. The most litigious man is not something Guinness Book, Book of World Records has ever monitored as a record category. The action, like the vast majority of Richards' filings, was dismissed. Some of <laughs> Richards... This is where it gets really good. Some of the defendants are not even persons subject to suit. These include Adolf Hitler's National Socialist Party, the 13th Tribes of, of Israel. One lawsuit in which George W. Bush was named as the defendant also includes another 783 in defendants that cover 57 pages. They include Plato, Nostradamus, Sheikh Guevara, James Hoffa, various Buddhist monks, all survivors of the Holocaust, the Lincoln Memorial, the Eiffel Tower. The you gotta USS watch the Lincoln Memorial. Yeah, the USS Cole, the book Mein Kampf, the Garden of Eden, <laughs> the Roman Empire, the Appalachian Trail, Plymouth Rock, the Holy God, Nordic Gods, the dwarf planet Pluto, and the entire Three Mile Island. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's absurd. That's beyond absurd. Yeah. Wow. Not, he is like... He's like a mega troll, but I don't know how the hell he can afford to do this. But anyway, that was a total tangent away from our, our friend Chuck. Um, yeah. Now, how hard would it be to get him on the show? I mean, I know we have zero audience right now, but like, I just want to talk to this guy. I would. I wouldn't even need to talk. I would just like to listen. Yeah. You oh, know? yeah. I'd just be like, just, just come on here and talk. talk to us. You know? Just talk at us. <laughs> Not even with us. I would be... That would be amazeballs. This one's this one's amazing. Nice guy dinosaur doesn't pound me in the gut in the butt because I'm not interested. He's not actually nice. He's just annoying and creepy and doesn't respect my boundaries when I tell him we're not on a date. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Chuck Tingle gets it, man. Oh, here's yeah. a good one. Pounded in the butt by my book. Pounded in the butt. Pounded in the butt. Pounded in the what? Hold on. Pounded in the butt by my book. 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 Pounded in the butt. Wow. I was wondering if that was just going to be an endless loop. Like the book title never ends. It felt. It's a bitch to catalog. It felt that way when I was reading it. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's like a fucking, at a certain point, it just becomes like a, an irrational number. There's no point in even continuing. You just say point one. Just draw a line over top of it. Yeah, exactly. The call is coming from inside your butt. <laughs> oh, he's got a whole week. I wonder if these were put out subsequently in days. Hold on, where is it? Tuesday pounds me in the butt, Wednesday pounds me in the butt, Thursday pounds me in the butt, Friday pounds me in the butt, Saturday pounds me in the butt, Sunday pounds me in the butt. All put out sequentially. Did Monday pound him in the butt too? 
I don't see a Monday pound me in the butt. But between oh, Tuesday man. and That's Wednesday, like Monday would be like the day that would pound you in the butt the hardest. Maybe he just didn't get the idea in time, and he was like, "Oh, I got gotta get this out." Yeah, you would think. But in between Tuesday and Wednesday of that week, he has seduced by the handsome, handsome, physically manifested sound that some people hear as Yanni, and others hear as <laughs> Laurel. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a deep cut right there, man. Yeah, that is that's, that is, uh, that's choice. He's very topical. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Open wide for the handsome saber tooth dentist who is also a ghost. <sighs> his his Twitter is quite good as well. It's quite a yeah. lot of good stuff on his Twitter. Um, he's a little more political on there. I've noticed. But uh, let's see. Let's get a good example. I did not know I would get to treat my favorite pastime today of blocking Trump supporters on socials media. This is a rare joy of my anti-devil post getting popular. Dear devils, I look forward to blasting your lonesome basement moans back to the void. (laughs) (laughs) It's such a strange turn of phrase. Yeah, the mixture of words there is pure poetry. It is, yeah. Mm. He speaks to me. Going to repost to out of respect for Colin Kirk Kaepernick. Caper Kaepernick. Kaper, Kaepernick. Kaepernick for getting his name wrong the first time. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Amazing. Yeah, he's he's an amazing dude. Um I would love to meet him. I know he's got you know, his his and realistically so, I, I can see why he might want to hide his identity. Because he probably has, like, a job where if all that got out, they'd be like, yeah, this is unbecoming, and it makes you look, makes us look bad. That would be be my guess. A lot of companies would, would take that poorly to erotica. So, uh, I don't... Yeah, I mean, you know... Uh... It depends where you work, though, too. Oh, look at this. Slammed in the butt by my Hugo Award nomination. It's a good one. Uh, well, I mean, if you're going to get slammed in the butt by anything, let's be honest. Oh, you know the one that was pounded in the butt by my book, pounded in the butt by my book, pounded in the butt? There are actually reiterations, earlier iterations of that with less versions of the same word in it. So it goes all <laughs> the way. it goes all the way back. It's recursive. So given the way this guy writes, let's see. I wonder if not pounded in the in the not pounded by the physical manifestation of someone else's doubt in my place on the autism spectrum because denying someone's personal journey and identity is like that is incredibly rude. So no thanks. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's quite a statement for a fucking title too. Yeah, that was. So yeah, I respect this guy. I like him. I I think that he is fucking amazing every time that I have I said I have ceased ceased I have yet to be disappointed by anything of his that I have that I have looked at now I haven't read any of his works right I'm going to I'm going to oh for sure absolutely I want to read some of his work I want to hell even if I don't read it I'll buy a couple just to fucking support the dude you know yeah um he's what I would call and this is rare 
a wholesome purveyor of erotica. A lot of times, porn is not wholesome. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because it 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 appeals to the naughtiness in you. You know what I mean? Which is I've always found that a little weird, actually. That we have this. I don't know why my voice did that. I've always found that a little weird, though. Is like you know why is sexuality naughty? Like, why is that? Why is that considered the thing? Uh, because we're a bunch of pearl-clutching prudes in the United States. That's the only yeah. uh, thing that I can tell you because, yeah. like, you know, it's, uh, like, nudity and everything. Like, I, everybody uh, gets nude at one point in time or another. Right. And I understand that, uh, you know, some people may wish to have privacy, and there's certainly some people you would never want to see naked. But, sure. uh, I mean, the fact that it's such a uh, taboo is, uh, is just astounding. Everybody has nipples, unless you were, you know, born without them. Uh, I don't get what, you know, the, why, why are dudes allowed to be like, ah, oh, take my shirt off and run around in shorts when it's hot outside, but but women can't. I think we'd all much rather, we could all agree, and I'm not trying to be sexist when I say this, but we can all agree that I would rather see women running around shirtless than men most any day. Mm-hmm. I, it's just weird to me that, I, I don't know, we sexualize what is forbidden to us more than that which is available to us. Oh, yeah. That's for certain. You know, if it's... Doug Stanhope once said that if they made hands something that you couldn't see, like girls wore gloves all the time, that's what you'd be into. You'd be into gloves. You'd be into for hands. Certain. Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember that uh, that bit that he did, and it's absolutely the truth. I mean, look, look back in, like, the 1800s and shit when, you know, if a woman showed her ankles... Like dudes oh. were all getting dudes were all getting off because this chick showed her ankles or something like that. I mean, yeah, it's scandalous. Holy shit! But yet in Europe at that time, dude, you know, people were walking around half naked and stuff like that. Yeah, because everything everything has to be uh, has to be sexualized and has to be um, sensationalized, sensationalized and forbidden. And just like a kid, when you tell him not to do something. When you forbid something, you make it so much more tempting. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's very tantalizing to feel naughty. It feels good. And I don't want to get into that too much because I feel creepy just talking about it. (laughs) It was just creepy the way it came out, you know. It's very natural to want to seek pleasure. It's Um, naughty. It's naughty. No, but I mean the whole thing about feeling being naughty, but I just don't understand like... To me, it bothers me. Is like you shouldn't feel guilty about sex. You shouldn't feel like it should be. There should be very little in this world that is actually taboo. And in terms of taboo, I think the only things that should be taboo are things that harm others. Simple. How simple is that? Mm-hmm. You know. And, and I mean, you know, if you've got two consenting adults clamping each other's nipples with alligator clips, well, I mean, yeah, that is harming others, but they want it. <laughs> There's oh, a safe yeah. word, you know. There's a safe word involved. Avocado. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. I meant eggplant. Fuck. Avocado God damn was, it. Avocado was the one to go deeper. <laughs> in your butthole. In your butt. All up in your butt. So, uh... 
you know, uh, I spoke of my neighbors earlier in very good terms, and uh, sometimes they're dogs. They have two lovely dogs. I watch them uh, at times babysit them, a dog sit, I guess, you know, is the right term for it when they go on vacation. But, you know, one thing that gets me is that, like, it doesn't matter how far apart they are, if there are other dogs in the vicinity, they always seem to know exactly where they're at. Like, I let my dogs out. Now, they're familiar with my dogs being out at this point and nowhere to go uh, to see them and stuff, but it always amazes me that dogs have, like, this ability. I'm assuming, like, they can smell them from, you know, a fucking mile away or something ridiculous like that and always want to go and investigate that and... I was reminded as I stepped in a fresh pile of shit that could not have possibly come from my dogs the other day that um, that this much is true. And when I went to say something about it, I, you know what, that's going to have to be a story for another time. Thanks for listening to Storytime with Tom and Mike. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed giving it to you. Giving it to you like a dinosaur on the cover of a book that's going to stick it in your butt. Have a question for us? You want us to talk about something on the show? Would you, dear listener, like to ask us a question? Send us an email at storytimewithtomandmike at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And if you want to learn more about the show... And get extras like links to the videos, sites, and other media... Visit dembeans.biz. That's a dot biz because we mean business. Hell yeah!